Will you outlast your money? Do you stay awake at night worrying about providing for your family? Are you making the right decisions about your investments? There are many life-changing decisions that arise and questions you want answered when going through divorce or after you've received your settlement. This is the Financially Ever After podcast, where you'll hear stories of women like you and get advice from the industry's top professionals. Here's your award-winning and nationally recognized host, Stacey Francis. Welcome to Financially Ever After. Our guest today is the author of the Amazon number one best-selling book, The Unshakable Women, Four Steps to Rebuilding Your Body, Mind, and Life After a Life Crisis. Dr. Debbie Silbert came to this not because she chose, but she too went through a awful betrayal. A dear family member and her husband, something that she found herself suffering from to be able to move through. It inspired her to go back to school, to actually get her PhD, and to focus on, in her doctoral study, everything that you would need to know about women, how they experience and heal from betrayal, which is completely different than men. As you listen today, you're going to find out about her three groundbreaking discoveries about how women can move through betrayal, as well as the five stages that we go through. And something that you will learn is that healing is not just possible, but it's predictable. Our guest, Dr. Debbie, also talks about post-betrayal syndrome, something that's very different than has been discovered before and how this impacts women. She gives us key tools to use, such as quizzes, to better understand where you are in the process and if what you're dealing with can be categorized of something as significant as that post-betrayal syndrome. And tune in to the end where you will learn the steps you need to take to rebirth into that new person with strength, happiness, and a new worldview that moves beyond the betrayal that was done unto you. So welcome. Today we have a fantastic guest, Dr. Debbie Silber, and thank you for being here on the podcast today. Thank you. Looking forward to our conversation. So I would love to hear a little bit more about the study that you worked on, particularly about betrayal. But even more importantly, I'm very curious, what led you to dive into this topic? I can only imagine that there's probably some type of personal story that brought you to peeling back the onion on this topic of betrayal. Absolutely. You don't study a topic like betrayal unless you need to. (laughs) And I had a family betrayal. It was horrible. And you know how the universe works when you don't quite get the lesson you were meant to learn, you get another opportunity. That opportunity came in the form of my husband. Blindsided is the word. Anybody who's been through it knows that feeling, whether we're betrayed by a family member, partner, friend. It's just that 
earth-shattering feeling of the world as I've known it no longer exists. So I needed to understand how the mind works, why we do what we do, and how I could heal. So it may not be what other people choose to do, but I dove into a PhD program in transpersonal psychology, the psychology of transformation and human potential. And I just wanted to feel better. I didn't know more than that. And it was time to do a study. So I studied how women experience betrayal, what holds them back, what helps them heal. And I was shocked because it was absolutely life-changing. And we actually made three groundbreaking discoveries from that study, which changed my life, which changed the lives of lots of women. And here I am now at the Post-Betrayal Transformation PBT Institute, which was another thing that grew out of this experience. So I teach how our biggest crisis leads to our greatest gift. And there you go. (laughs) So Dr. Debbie, I want to definitely dive into the groundbreaking findings. But before we do, I mean, this is something that was studied before women and how we process betrayal. You know, if not, why? I mean, this is not a new issue, right? This has been happening for millennial. Why isn't there necessarily so many studies out there? You know, I love that you're asking that question because the whole idea behind a study is you're supposed to do a literary review, which means you exhaust the literature, finding everything on a topic and find the gap, find the hole, find what hasn't been researched. And there was a tremendous amount of information on betrayal specifically, you know, like just the trauma of betrayal. And then there were studies, let's say, on certain types like infidelity or whatever. But there was not one study that you have two different ways you could do a study. You could do a quantitative study, which is just like a tremendous amount of people and you can't really dive deep, or a qualitative study where it is just much more deeper, deeper dive. And I wanted to study the lived experience of women. I wanted to know who they were beforehand. I wanted to know everything about their life. And then I wanted to know how that betrayal affected them on every single level, physically, mentally, emotionally. What was their process? How did they feel? What did they experience? And what were the steps they took to heal? So that wasn't done. And that was what really led to just so many exciting discoveries around. I mean, now what we know is one of the, even just one of the discoveries was that while we stay stuck for years, decades, a lifetime, and many of us do, if we're going to heal, we're going to move through five now proven predictable stages. And what's so exciting about that is now we know what happens physically, mentally, and emotionally at every stage. And we know what it takes to move from one stage to the next. So the beauty of that is instead of just kind of hoping you know, we hear time heals all wounds if it's a romantic betrayal. Oh, a new relationship, you know, will heal it. And, you know, the study proved, no, 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 healing will heal it. And now it's almost like, here's this predictable track that if you're willing to just go through the experiential exercises and do what it takes to move from one stage to the next, your healing is predictable. And so thinking about these five different stages, mm-hmm. is it something that if you're aware of these stages that you can consciously make a decision that you're going to start to move through them to take kind of that power back? It's a process. And I can even share with you what the five stages are. I would love to hear that because that's my next question, Dr. Debbie. That is the next question. 
All right. So if there's five stages, tell me what they are. How do I get through them? Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. Give me the Absolutely. recipe. What do I, Absolutely. What do, I need to do? And then you know, I'll tell you. Who do I need to hire to support me? <laughs> you know, what, what it is. What is it? Sure. Okay. So, and then I'll tell you what the two other discoveries were too. So the first stage, here are the five stages. The first is like a setup stage. And this is what I saw with every single woman in the study, me included. And this isn't a judgment, anything, but this is just what I saw. Imagine four legs of a table, the four legs being physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. What I saw with every single woman was a real heavy lean on the physical and the mental and almost neglecting the emotional and the spiritual. So what does that look like? That looks like we're really good at the thinking and doing, and we're not really paying much attention to the feeling and being. So how does that really impact us as far as betrayal? Well, with almost everyone in this study, they said, you know, I kind of felt like something wasn't right, but I didn't trust my gut. I didn't listen to my intuition. When you turn down the feeling and being, that's sort of like our BS meter, you know? (laughs) And so also, if you picture this table where we're just really leaning on those two legs, real easy for that table to topple over. So that's, that's stage one. Stage two, we're blindsided. And it's the shock to the body and mind. And In this stage, there's a breakdown of the body, the mind, the worldview. So here, think about it. The body goes into the stress response. So now you're headed for just about every stress-related symptom, illness, condition, disease that is created due to unmanaged chronic stress. The mind, your mind is in a complete state of chaos, overwhelm, confusion. You can't wrap your mind around what you've just learned. Because think about it. You're never betrayed by someone you don't know. It's by people you're the closest to. So there's such confusion and chaos around that. There's a breakdown of the worldview. Your worldview is your mental model. It's how you define the world. These people are safe. This is how the world works. These are the rules. And in an instant, it shattered. It shattered. And this is terrifying, especially because your worldview has just been shattered and a new worldview has not been formed. So this is truly when the bottom bottoms out on you. You know, having rules be broken, rules that you have a ball that drops to the ground, right? You know that that is a rule. Mm-hmm. And you have all these rules that are in your life. And when all of a sudden that rule no longer works. Yeah. And like you say, Dr. Debbie, where you don't have a new rule yet to take its place, all of a sudden, I imagine you would question all the rules. All of them. Everything comes into question. And also think about it. Something like trust is shattered. And what happens with betrayal too is you don't trust your betrayer. You don't trust yourself because you're saying, I'm a bright man. I'm a bright woman. How did I not see this? You don't trust anything. Your life as you've known it comes completely into question. Everything is shattered. It's terrifying. But think about it. Here's where the bottom bottoms out on you. But if you were walking down the street and the bottom were to bottom out on you, what would you do? You would grab hold of anything you could to stay safe and stay alive. And that's stage three. It's the most practical stage. It's like, if you can't help me get out of my way, how will I survive this experience? Where do I live? How do I feed my kids? How do I move through this? How do I get through this? But here's the thing. This is the stage that if we're not careful, we stay stuck in for life because we're surviving, we can find out how we can survive. But then when we're here for too long, we start believing we belong here. So then we start 
thinking, well, maybe, you know, maybe I'm not worthy, deserving, lovable. Maybe, you know, I'm not all that. Maybe I do deserve to feel this, that, and the other thing. And then we also, what's so specific to this stage, we start receiving all these like small self benefits. Like think about it. You get to be right. You get someone to blame. You don't have to do the hard work of, do I trust you? Do I trust you? Forget it. I'm just not trusting anybody. Mm-hmm. And you get to justify inaction. You get your story. You know, mm-hmm. you get a target for your anger. You get self-pity. You get sympathy from other people. Now, if that's what you think is helping you in some way, you're going to love those benefits. But here's the thing. In order to move to that next stage, there's a grieving process. There's a mourning. You need to come to terms with what you wanted and didn't get, what you, the picture you had that's no longer. There's got to be a willingness to let go of that. And if you do, you can move into stage four. And stage four is finding and adjusting to a new normal. Your old normal doesn't exist anymore. It's not an option. And this is like if you've ever moved into a new house, condo, apartment, office, anything. You know, you don't have your stuff in it. It doesn't feel quite cozy, but it's going to be okay. You're going to make it work. You're not healing. You're not physically healing just yet, but at least you're not doing the physical damage that you were doing in stage two and stage three. When you're here for a considerable amount of time, and here's also where you're redefining your relationships. Like if you have friends who aren't really there for you or where you were just giving and they were just taking, you're redefining in this stage who you are and what you're willing to tolerate. And you're changing the rules here because you're redefining yourself, you're redefining your rules, you're redefining all of it. And once you've settled into that space, this new normal is okay, you start moving into the fifth most beautiful stage and this is healing, rebirth, and a new worldview. Your body starts to heal. You've turned down the stress response. Your body starts to heal. You didn't have the bandwidth for self-love or self-care. You weren't concerned about eating well or exercising. You were surviving. Now you have the bandwidth for it. You want to treat yourself better. Your mind starts to heal. You're making sense. You're making meaning out of your experience. And you have a new worldview based on what you've been through, based on the new set of rules that you've constructed based on what you know now. And that table with the only two legs, the physical and the mental, we are solidly grounded because now we're paying attention to the emotional and spiritual too. Okay. So I'm going to ask the question that I know all of our listeners are thinking, uh-huh. how long does this take? Debbie? You know, <laughs> this is the best part about it. There was a woman in the program. She said, oh my gosh, Debbie, this would have saved me 20 years. Because <laughs> think about this. If you were just sort of free floating, hoping, hoping, hope is not a strategy, hoping you would just heal without the specific strategies and tools, without knowing, oh wow, I'm in a stage three. This is what I have to do to stage, to get to a stage four. This is what I have to do to get to a stage five. It's sort of like, you know, anybody's guess, but now yeah. it's predictable. Mm -hmm. It's predictable. But I will tell you, there were three groups that did not heal. You know, as a researcher here, and you know, I was new at it, I was doing my best. You're not supposed to have any preconceived anything, but I assumed that the people who were the hardest hit would grow the least because they had the most to overcome. And it's not like any betrayal is a good betrayal, but when I was hearing these stories, and these are the most traumatic stories I've ever heard. Some of them, you can't even imagine how they were able to get through a day. And in the beginning, that's what betrayal feels like. But, and to others who, it didn't seem nearly as bad as the others. And I thought, well, those, the ones who were harder hit, would grow the least. I was dead wrong. 
It had nothing to do with it. But the three groups who did not heal, number one, and this is what my TEDx talk is about, numbing, avoiding, distracting. When you're using things like food, drugs, alcohol, work, TV, keeping busy, reckless behavior, whatever it is, anything to avoid facing or feeling this pain, you don't heal. And there were people in the study who they were taking anti-anxiety medications or mood stabilizers or drinking or numbing out in front of the TV or binge eating or whatever. Now I get it. I've been there. This is the most excruciatingly painful experience ever, but that doesn't help you heal. It may make the day a bit easier, but you're not going anywhere. You're not moving forward with that. So that was the first group. The second group, they refused to accept they just refused to accept their betrayal. They was like, nope, I'm hanging on to my story and I am not moving on. And they had every right to. They had every right to, but they didn't heal. And the third group, this is where the betrayer had no consequences. And whether it was for religious reasons, they didn't want to break up a family, they were afraid. This is typically falls into a financial group too, where they were just afraid they couldn't support themselves. They tried to be okay with it. And this was actually my most sick group. And because your body just can't handle that. And actually, one of the other studies was there's a collection of symptoms so common to betrayal, it's become known as post-betrayal syndrome. And we have an assessment, a quiz on the site to see to what extent someone's struggling. We've had about 3,500 people at this point take the quiz. I mean, we have data. It is unbelievable how traumatic and how significant these symptoms can be. There's a section in there where it's, is there anything else you'd like to share? And I read every single one of them. And just today, someone said, it's been 40 years and I still so strongly feel the heat. That's what happens. I mean, we think time will just heal this. No, no. The face has changed. It's the same thing until we face it, feel it, heal it. So what are the other two pieces, those real takeaways from the study that we can latch on to as yeah. well. So the first discovery was about really those five stages from betrayal to breakthrough. Okay. The second was that co- that we discovered this collection of symptoms specific to betrayal, physical, mental, emotional, that's become known as post-betrayal syndrome. And like I said, we've had about 3,500 people at this point take the quiz to see to what extent they're still struggling. And you know, our data really shows something like, of people want to move forward, but they don't know how. That's what happens. So it's staggering what betrayal does. And then the third discovery was, you know, I was studying something called post-traumatic growth. And that's like the upside of trauma. That's how that trauma leaves you, whatever it is, death of a loved one, disease, natural disaster, how it leaves you with a new perspective, a new insight, a new awareness that you didn't have. But I thought I've been through disease I've been through death of a loved one and betrayal sure feels different to me, but I didn't want to assume it. So I brought it back out to my study participants and I said, if you've been through another crisis besides betrayal, does it feel different to you? Hands down, unanimously, every single person said, oh my gosh, it is so different, so different because yes, you have to grieve the loss. Yes, you have to move forward, but you also have to rebuild the self everything that was demolished, mm-hmm. a sense of worthiness, a confidence, self-esteem, rejection, abandonment, trust, everything. 
that was so hard hit. So it didn't feel appropriate to call healing from betrayal post-traumatic growth. Yes, that's true. But there was that additional element of having to heal the self. So I coined a new term, post-betrayal transformation, PBT. And that's truly that state of complete and total healing after an experience with betrayal from, and betrayal can be from a family member, a partner, a friend, someone in a position of authority, self. So it's not necessarily, we automatically think partner, but it goes way beyond that. Mm -hmm. How do you know if the feelings you have for, maybe it's your ex-spouse, maybe it's a parent or a brother, friend, how do you know, is this just normal type of response and I'm going to move through it versus knowing that I have post-betrayal syndrome? Mm -hmm. Well, the easiest thing to do is just take the quiz and you'll see to what extent you're struggling. It's different, you know, levels, but you know, if you've been shocked, it's that shock, you know, betrayal is the breaking of that spoken or unspoken rule. So where you feel that sort of imprint, that shock and imprint on the body and mind. And listen, every different betrayal has a different, some are more extreme than others. Like, for example, let's say the rule with a child, a parent and child is, you listen to me and I take care of you. And then the parent does something horrible. Well, that's going to have a way bigger impact than, let's say, your coworker taking credit for your idea. Right? It's still a betrayal, but it won't have the same experience. You won't feel the same way from that betrayal. But it has many, many faces. And Dr. Debbie, is it possible to include in our show notes a link to that quiz? Oh, sure. Because so much of this is nebulous, like us making decisions about ourselves and where we're at. And what I love about the quiz is that it brings some objectivity to it. Oh, absolutely. And it really does. And it's, I have to tell you, people have written in that comments section, the quiz really shook me up and the quiz made me cry. Mm. But here's the thing, you can't change what you're not aware of. And the questions there are designed to have you see what you're working with because Mm -hmm. we see it, I see it in business all the time where an unhealed betrayal is preventing someone from that level of success that they deserve. Like, let's say you're working within a company and you want to ask for that raise, but you have no confidence. Well, why? Good chance your confidence was shattered in that unhealed betrayal. Or maybe you're a business owner and you want to partner with someone on a collaborative project, but you're hesitant to trust. Why? Because of an unhealed betrayal. I see it. I see it in health all the time. One of the besides, let's say, extreme fatigue, a gut issue is so common to an unhealed betrayal. So someone can be going to the most well-meaning, unbelievable health experts, but they're not healing. Why? Because that gut issue is tied to that unhealed betrayal. Or I see it, of course, in relationships where someone, they just keep having the same experience over and over again. Why? Because every single new partner It's just a different person, but it's the same opportunity to finally get the message that you were meant to learn by that about just changing your boundaries, realizing how lovable, worthy, and deserving, whatever your specific message and lesson is to learn. And so it affects every area of life until it's healed. The women that are listening today, Dr. Debbie, are women, as you know, who have faced a betrayal and most of them either going through divorce or have finalized their divorce. Mm -hmm. What advice do you have 
for them? Mm-hmm. You know, first of all, I would just really like to share, I understand how painful betrayal is. I get it. It's a pain, unless you've experienced it, you're like in a club you never wanted to be in. It hurts. It really does. But what I also want them to know is healing isn't just possible, it's predictable. And you have every right to hang on to that story for dear life. You do. But if you want to give up that story, if you're willing to give up that story, that's how transformation happens. You know, I always use this example and it'll be really clear. Here's an example of a house, right? I'll use this analogy. And here's resilience. Resilience is bringing back, restoring. It's a worthy goal. You need it for your everyday. Transformation is a whole different thing. So let's say with your house, you need a new boiler. You get a boiler. That's resilience. Or you need a new roof. You get a roof. That's resilience. Transformations like this. A tornado comes by and levels your house. A new paint job is not going to fix it. A new boiler is not going to fix it, right? Now, you have every right to stand there at the lot where your house once stood and say, oh my gosh, this is the most horrible, terrible, tragic, awful thing that's ever happened. And you'd be right. And you can call all your friends over and say, look at this. This is horrible. But should you choose to rebuild that house? You don't have to. But if you do, why build the same house? <laughs> There's nothing there. You could build whatever you want. That's the beauty of betrayal. It gives you the opportunity, complete and total destruction, which gives you the opportunity to rebuild something so fabulous that you never would have built had that betrayal not happened. That's the opportunity. And it's a huge opportunity in that new house is going to be stronger. Mm-hmm. You're going to maybe get that beautiful kitchen you always wanted. And, and so the opportunity of deciding who you're going to be who you're going to be and starting to work towards making that happen. And Dr. Debbie, something that gives me such confidence and such faith and the women listening here, I I imagine they're with me on this too. What you said was healing is not just possible. It's predictable and that you can do it too. And healing doesn't mean that you're saying what they did was appropriate, okay, or in any way right, but healing is a gift to you because you love yourself so much and your family that you want to move on. Absolutely. And I look at it like if something so horrible and so wrong and so unjust is going to happen, man, you owe it to yourself to do something so good with that. Yeah. That's the opportunity. And that was the beauty of this study. So now we know how to heal. So staying stuck truly, now that we have this information, is a choice. Exactly. Exactly. So how do our listeners visit your website, find more about your coursework, anything that you think that might be helpful for them as far as resources? I would say absolutely start with the quiz. And for that, just go to PBT, as in post-betrayal transformation, pbtinstitute.com forward slash quiz. Just take the quiz, start there. Great. Great. And Is there contact information on the website too Uh so they can find out a little bit about the courses if they take that quiz and, you know, it's red flaring lights that they need to move forward. There is. 
Uh, and we actually, we have the program, the Betrayal to Breakthrough program. We have a home study version. We're having PBT Academy that's opening soon. And we even have two certifications at the other end of the program because people get so excited by what they've learned. They yeah. want to become a certified PBT support group host or a practitioner. So that and my intention is to have hosts and practitioners in every state, in every country, eventually every few blocks. So we never have to wonder who to speak with, where to go. Yeah. yeah. And what I love about this too, is that you could go through this process thinking about the betrayal of your spouse, but then be able to work on maybe other betrayals that have been haunting you, maybe even many, many years ago, but just holding you back from that unbelievable full life that we all deserve. And I know for me, sometimes betrayals can get buried in the ground and you just operate in the new normal thinking that that's your new normal, but it's not. It's a piece of you that you've lost and being able to go back and have the tools to face that because it's frightening. It's scary to confront that again. And I just have to say hats off to you for tackling the subject. My heart is just so full, especially because you tackled it from the woman's perspective and how she deals with betrayal and can move on, which, you know, we didn't really dive into now, but I know in your TED Talk and all of your wonderful articles that you've written, it is different than what a man experiences. It's very different. And I'll tell you, I have yet to see anyone on the planet stronger than a woman who has healed from betrayal. I love that. So with that, let's end because I can't think of a better way to end. (laughs) Thank you so much, Dr. Debbie. And to all of you listeners, thank you for tuning in. We have some great information that you can listen to, some resources, so hang on. And again, we'll be coming to you every other Tuesday with important information you need to know to make the most of your life, particularly through this journey of going through divorce and after. So thank you for tuning in. In just a few minutes, I'm going to go over the takeaways from today's episode. But before I do that, I want to tell you about our second opinion program. Our second opinion program is meant for women just like you who maybe are managing their finances on their own, or even those of you who might have an outside advisor. If you go in for a surgery, of course you get a second opinion before you decide to move forward. And we encourage you to do the same thing with your financial situation. We'll look at your overall financial picture, as well as dive in deep to each of your investment holdings to see how your portfolio is working all together, or maybe it's not working together. A lot of times we find duplication of certain investments, risk that people don't realize they're really exposing them to, and hidden fees that can eat away like a termite at your overall portfolio for your long-term return. So please do reach out to us for a second opinion. And we're happy to take a look and see where you're at and see how we might be able to add value. For more information about our second opinion service, you can visit www.francisfinancial.com. Dr. Debbie shared that she was blindsided by her husband's betrayal. In her words, she said, it was earth shattering. 
it led her to go into a PhD program and study how women are impacted by betrayal. And the reason why this study is so important is that it's never been done before. How women experience betrayal is very different than men. And in this podcast, she shared with you her three groundbreaking findings. And what I think is so important also gave us a recipe to better understand what those five stages of betrayal are that are part of what she refers to as post-betrayal syndrome. What's more important, I believe, is to better understand if you are suffering from post-betrayal syndrome. And so she gave us key resources and an objective quiz that you can take that will tell you your answers immediately. Because if you are suffering from this syndrome, you want to move forward. And she gave us tools of how we can have post-betrayal transformation. I encourage you to not let this betrayal that you've experienced dictate the rest of your life. You don't want to find yourself 1, 3, 5, 10, 20, 40 years from now being half the person you could be because this betrayal has taken a piece of you that it doesn't deserve. Thank you for tuning in and being a loyal listener. And thank you, most importantly, for investing in yourself. The better you take care of yourself, the better you can be there for everyone else in your life and all the amazing experiences that you're going to have in the future. Thank you for tuning in to Financially Ever After, and I look forward to seeing you in two weeks.